y'all. Welcome to Two Babes in a Book, or I should say One Babe and a Bro, because today we have a bonus episode with my brother Ben Childs to banter or debate about the book Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. This will be interesting to hear a male's perspective on Twilight and about this book. Ben? Yeah? Thank you for joining me today on the episode. Oh, it's my pleasure. I like how you set it up. Like we're going to debate like this is, well, I just I have this, this feeling that we're going to like, debate. Like, I, I don't uh, know. All right. That's uh, <laughs> that hey, might be a little bit you, of an argument. If we're, yeah, okay. If this is like a little kid uh, back in mom and dad's house, 10 and uh, 10 and 12 years old, we can, we can do this. Well, hopefully not like that, but just the vibe I'm getting from you. Ben gave us a really hard time for not finishing this book. I, no, everyone. Uh, yes, um, I did. I can, I, can I justify <laughs> that? Can we start there? Okay, no, no. There? You, you go, you go. No, you're the hostess. Start? You're the hostess. Okay, the well, first go. of all, before we dive in with our debate, see, I told you it would be a debate. Ben is going to tell us a little bit about himself and his podcast. Don't forget that. All right. The thing go you really it. need to know is that I am Liz's brother. That's about it. I am her <laughs> older brother uh, by, uh, what do we got? 22 months, right? No, 25 months. Mm. 25 months. Yeah, April, May. I mean, 24, 24, months, 24 months in two weeks. 11 okay. years ago, you didn't you binge read the Twilight series? Oh, and you time. were kind of obsessed. And you said, this is such a fascinating concept. Vampires with ethics. Okay, you don't say it like that. Like I was obsessed. Okay, well, you really enjoyed it. You thoroughly enjoyed the Twilight series. Yes or no? I, so you say it like that. I, 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 could, pick, I could pick better. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. Right? It's okay. Oh, this no, is there's, a no, there's safe no shame. Space. No, it's, it's, it is it, conceptually. It, it is absolutely great. I, but I don't want to kind of come across like the guy on Parks and Rec. You remember that episode? It's fantastic. Oh, I've only okay. seen the first. Rach, okay, if Rach is edit, editing this, she needs to go on and find some YouTube clips um, of, of a couple scenes with Leslie Nope and, and the guy or, that he's, he's there and he's like, he's totally, He's the advocate for, for the. Have you read the Twilight books? And he wants to put them in this time capsule. And it's fantastic. I recommend it to everybody. Okay. I so think I know before you read about. this book, you need to go watch Parks and Rec, right? Parks and Rec <laughs> no. first, and then no. So the here's Twilight so series. It, at the time. So here, here's the deal. At the time, I read, I read anything kind of teeny bopper, if you will, right? So I was teaching high school Hunger uh, Games. I was teaching high school history. Okay, and I had always been kind of be, and Liz can probably tell you this about me. What. If the, if the crowd's going one way, I'm thinking there must be a problem with that. I can't follow them, right? And mm-hmm. so if everybody's reading Harry Potter and saying it's the greatest thing in the world, I'm like, no, I can't do that, right? There must be something wrong. J.K. Rowling's taking everybody down this path or something, right? Too but, trendy. Uh, it's too trendy. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, I'm just the original hipster. Maybe that's the deal. But um, no, but I, when I became a high school teacher, I realized that like this is, oh my gosh, I'm like, the kids are debating on what, freaking i'm more gryffindor than i am hufflepuff and i'm like i can't relate <laughs> so, to these people so you these read children them I, and I get it. i'm only students. like six or seven years older than these kids but i'm like they're freaking weird what's wrong with them um so it was, it was more of a um they weren't weird they're wonderful kids but it was more of a situation of um i felt like as a high school teacher i needed to like keep up in pop culture so yeah. anything pop culture that came out that the kids were attached to um, it was like, no, I need, I needed to kind of consume that so I can at least kind of, uh, get where all these kids are coming from. Right. And like I said, it's the Harry Potter generation. Then it kind of became the twilight thing and the hunger game thing. And so are um, you saying you would not have read twilight otherwise? 
Or is that hard to say? Probably not. I mean, there's so many books to read. I, look, yeah. I love reading. Like, I, I love that I'm on so this, this is podcast. What, this is what really inspired you to begin with, was yeah, working I, with I high school students. I would say that's what really inspired me. But it was a great book. And probably because of that is why I kind of ground through the first book, which was a little rough for me. Uh, but the storyline conceptually with, with you know, the uh, the family ties and the whole deal, I thought it was, you know, it's great. It's good stuff. It's a good book. Awesome. Which is why you thoroughly enjoyed Midnight Sun, and we'll get into that in a minute. I thoroughly, Tell me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Well, not like that. So, um, oh no, tell I did. Me about I your totally. Before I we totally dive enjoyed this. I, I almost started to read this book, and I spied, and you gave it to me. So, you know, freebie. I I lent it to you, but I guess you could keep it. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna miss it too much. I'll I'll send it to you. It's fine. Tell us about your podcast, Ben, and then we'll get into Midnight Sun. All right. Yes. I have a podcast called Talking Benjamins. Um, Very we, catchy. Yeah. Well, my name's Benjamin. So that's right. There's that. And it's about money. <laughs> so there's that. So two different meanings. That's fascinating. It's a pun. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, puns. Yeah. Only if there was two Benjamins and it'd be Talking Benjamins, it would totally make sense. But the, uh, no. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I was a high school teacher coming kind of in a former life for the past eight or nine years. Um, I own a uh, registered investment advisory firm and I find it fascinating all the different ways that my clients make a living and the, uh, just the diversity of the economy. So whenever anybody like does something cool, I'm like, Hey, you should come on the podcast and we should talk about Benjamins or if there's something that has like a cool investment idea or, um, I think this next one I'm going to do, I'm talking to a bunch of, uh, pharmaceutical residents mm-hmm. kind of about, about, uh, financial principles. So it'll kind of be a, a financial financial basics. I think the the presentation I'm prepping for them, I think we'll, we'll kind of make a podcast out of, I am, That's I'm awesome. not nearly as diligent as two babes in a book. I know. With I was going to say podcast, you're due for a new episode. It's been since been, when? <laughs> April? A year? Yes. No, June. So I think June, June 2020. June. It's been six okay. months. That's Fun terrible. Aspect. Yeah. So every six months you get a new podcast. It's great. So you're not like, so you can listen to two babes, and a, you can listen to two babes in a book religiously every week and then <laughs> boom, little financial snippets uh, every six months. No, I, I'm, I would like to try and put one out every month, but obviously. Um, no, I've listened I, to a few yeah. and they're really educational. I mean, they made me feel not so smart about money issues and financial Was it kind of like reading Mistborn? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but I really enjoyed them. So Ben has a good way of making complicated financial and investment topics into entertaining, um, into an entertaining listening experience. So oh, that's I what I'll you. say about that. And I did feel a little poor after listening. And I, I could say the same too. thing about you guys <laughs> taking lifetime movie, Hallmark movie style, female books and making them uh, entertaining on a review process. Yeah. Well, Hey, we are trying to branch out. We just, I was super did, proud of the Mistborn thing. Because I do, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to listen to my sister's podcast and it's good. It's entertaining for the most part. Um, but I'm like, I, uh, I, once I hear about the book, I'm like, wow, that sounds super depressing. I'm never going to read that. We don't read like, depressing books. I mean, are you kidding me. The, the ones that were like, Rach can't even finish them. Cause she's so sad about them. Like, and, and those tend to be my favorites. I know yes. that. What does that say about you? Let's go back to the psychology. I think it's really fulfilling to see the growth of a character in a book and <sighs> to see them overcome hardships. <laughs> Stop. All right. Anyway, what are we, so right, let's get back on focus. We're supposed to say something about stars and numbers and things like that. Right? Okay. So what is your one word that you would use to describe this oh, book? Shit. And then tell me your overall rating of Midnight Sun. All right. Yeah. You told me I was supposed to come up with this. Um, you can do the rating one first and no, I can no, no, give no, you I'll my stats if you need it. to think about it. 
selfless. Okay. Selfless. Okay. That's my one word for sure. For sure. Uh, from a rating standpoint. Um, yeah, I'd go four and a half. Wow. I know. I know. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. No, but I'm not like a I three. Got and so here's the deal. Well, wait, 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 you, you do your thing. Cause I got a whole, like when you guys were like giving out like two stars or something, or which we stars, rarely do. Oh yes. For this, book. you didn't even finish it. You can't give it any stars. But now we, you, we now you can give it some stars, <laughs> but you can, you're like, Oh, you're giving it stars and stuff. That's why I was like, we're doing a podcast. When I heard it, I was like, I was, well, first of all, you mentioned it last podcast, but I'm like, you only read books authored by women. Now, sure. Your, your audience is women. I love women. I have three daughters and a wonderful wife. And we have the greatest mother ever. And I have a fabulous sister. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you all your authors, are women and all your, your main characters are women. And then, you know, there was a man main character. By a woman author. Let's not forget that. That's you fine. Know, that's Stephanie fine. Meyer wrote this book. But you dropped it. You were like, no. But in, even if, <laughs> no, which I totally that understand. Just Look, a I totally understand. My word for Midnight Sun is you redundant. Hear me, right? I can hear you. Oh my can, gosh. Can you hear me? Stop. No, you're already offending me. No, keep going. Okay. okay. So first I wrote mediocre and then I crossed right, that out. listening out there is just, and then I put redundant. What was the first word you gave? <laughs> I, I said mediocre. You can't know. You cannot give a rating to the book as something. Oh, what is this book? What, what, what's one word to describe this book? Mediocre. No, you're describing what, what the book like the theme feeling from the book. The that's theme true. is that's that, why that's why if, I crossed the it book, out because I was if the like, book no. was mediocrity is the theme. Would, <laughs> this first is of all, theme. that this would be a the word book. that comes to our mind all right. whenever we read the book of how to describe it. So not really talking about theme themes, although I really liked your word and talking about that theme in the book. Okay. Yeah. Um, we can talk more about that. But I put redundant. Again? Oh, never mind. Uh, and then stars. Redundant because in, for multiple reasons. Obviously, it's a retelling of twilight just from edward's perspective and so some of the things were word for word which no, makes again, sense it's a, but a redundant is but... all, is also a describer word just like mediocre is you're telling me what's the theme of this book redundancy the theme of this book is not redundancy but again we're just talking about the word that describes this book you know what we think the word is but it shouldn't it be a book. thematic not... word all uh, all the words i've heard you share it in could the past be, have, been, have been thematic have been hopeful whatever you haven't been like what's a theme to describe or what's a word that describes this book crappy you know you've never it's always been something about the book right okay so i did move up the rating um point three so 2.3 out of five stars so what from zero to point three Okay. No, just point wow. three points. That's, like I, it uh, was two out of five, and I gave it two. I, I think we have to go half points here because I would have probably done four point four if we could do points like that. I know we don't. We or don't maybe like four point four like two that, seven eight four I five. There were there were a couple parts near the end that just bumped it up a slight bit, oh like gosh. the car chase scene, not car chase, but the car scene at the end with mm -hmm. Edward. Yeah. Um going 108 180 miles per hour right that was pretty exciting and we didn't know any of this information from twilight so that was neat Dude, okay there so was, the, I'm the point you, where i stopped plenty of this book that you don't know any of this information from twilight no we got into hey, you know the and baseball you know scene hold on and you know what you'd say that's well, where we stopped okay well that would probably be like the first time that there's something that's similar in there but you know what you know what you would say as well you're explaining new things about this book you know what that would describe 
that would describe something that's not redundant. True. I didn't say the whole book was redundant. I just said as a whole, I would say it was rather redundant. Of course. Okay. As in Edward's inner thoughts saying, I can't believe Bella likes me or she's going to run away. She thinks I'm a monster. How many times can you say that? How many times can you kiss Bella on the collarbone? Did you, did you count? Did you count? No, how many times like, your husband kissed? How many times your husband kissed you on the collarbone? But do we need it? Like, hold on a second. No, hold on a second. This five is five to ten times throughout. Okay, the book. hold on. Well, and I'm kind of curious here, right? So this is. Uh, I find it very interesting that you're complaining about this, because usually this is the part. Because normally where, we like hey, spicy scenes. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, sex, sex. Let's do the sex rating. Oh, there's this one kissing scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so oh man. You know, I don't know if I'd let my daughter. Okay, read it, but, mm, I'm saying I like, like that scene. I really did enjoy the romantic scenes and the makeout scenes. The first, like, two hundred to two fifty pages of this book. How many pages they is this book, Ben? No, Look at your book. They, How many pages is it? They don't make out. Six hundred and fifty pages. So I really six fifty. I really I'm enjoyed sorry. this I'm book. Sorry. I like read the first books. few hundred pages. Six hundred pages. It was maybe twice, I'm just it was I'm just accustomed. Yeah, long for me. I'm I'm accustomed to reading long books. Maybe that's it. Oh, okay. Okay. What? <laughs> what? What? I keep on, keep on, You're keep like, on. well, I read long books. So I'm oh, used to reading. Hey, look, let's just put it this way. The past <laughs> few fiction books I've read is like the way of King, Words of Rage. Hey, if a book They're is all really like good, I don't mind reading long a long book if it's really okay. good. All right. Like hey, The Four gotta, Winds go. by Kristen Hannah. Hannah. I'm trying, I, Hannah. <laughs> well, a book about a woman written by a woman. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Oh, this is this is tricky. We keep talking over each other because we're obviously pretty passionate about this topic here. So okay. Passionate. So I was just saying we got to the baseball scene, right? And at this, wait, point, we're already Rachel into talking about. It. I thought we have to like, like we got to do we got to do our parent ratings or something. Oh, we're gonna do content rating. I already did that. Okay, no, what would be your con? No, I already did that on the original episode. This is a bonus episode, uh, but Ben. Okay, we can get into it. No, no. Okay, forget the content ratings. Do you want to do the content rating? No, I don't care. Okay, so. Going from there, I did not listen to the audio. I have to let the listeners know this, and I have to let you know this. I did not listen to the the audio for this book at all. I read it. Cool. And guess what? I still did not like it. So what do you say about that? Well, that's that's what it is. (laughs) Some people don't like, you know, certain foods. Some people don't like, you know, I mean, there could be lobster and there could be, you know, just something just, and, uh, it's wonderful or like oh like a ribeye like a perfectly cooked ribeye you know, so it, i'm it, saying it, it, it cooked at medium and somebody can be like oh that's gross so they're weird but it does it's okay they can think it's gross yeah i mean everyone have their everyone has their preferences yeah but that's, fine. that's fine i mean i'm kind of referring to your belief of if you read the book you should enjoy it a lot more than listening to the audio that's the, I but I that. but I didn't even listen to the audio and I still didn't like it. You're saying beliefs that I, I've never established. You have said that listening to audiobooks is not as good of not as rich of an experience as reading, correct? Oh, 100 percent when it comes to fiction. And this is a fiction book. Correct. I'm just saying I read every but single word. But what you just stated was different from what you now said. Now I before. can say that I've read every single word. I couldn't before, but I can. <laughs> but I can now. And I and can one hundred percent tell you. And I'm confident. You, and I'm confident that it was probably a better experience than listening to it. 
So I guess I'll never know because I didn't listen to it, but you can, you I can just always wanted go to back. point that out. You I can just always go back and run, there, run it back and listen but... to it. Okay. <laughs> I find it so interesting that you're so passionate about this. About the audiobooks versus reading books. I don't yeah. know. It just all I said, all that... I said, all I said is, you know, de- definitions like matter and things like that. And when you when you listen to I was I was just surprised once that you guys were talking about reading a book, but then I found out you didn't even read it. You guys listened to it. But that still counts as reading the book because you are processing the exact words that are on the paper. You're processing it, you know, auditorily, but that's still an experience. You're still learning and you're still imagining Mm -hmm. the characters and it can still be a rich, positive experience, sometimes even better experience than reading, depending. Okay. I do have to say, yes, sometimes I'll be distracted by children or the dishes are a little bit loud and I'll miss things here and there. Like super important things about Alamancy. Yeah. So I do agree, but I do think that like the voices and audiobooks can can like enrich your experience too, like with the acting, the pausing, things like that. But anyways, yeah. this episode is not about this, that. But again, <laughs> but again, it wasn't, it wasn't about that. It was, it wasn't about that. It's that you're listening to the book and listening to the book is different than reading the book. And I would say it that, is different, uh, but like, I, like you said, the actors, the actors, the voice actors that participate um, they're you'll say they're enriching your experience, which might be the case. Right. But, um, but at the same time, they're changing the experience that you would have had. Because you you probably I'm I'm willing to bet you probably read yourself differently than a professional voice actor would read possibly you. probably so, and your in your brain your brain the process your brain read and imagine and take those things into account is, is totally different than you know you're it's almost like if you're listening to it it's kind of halfway halfway there to watching TV right so it's not it's just it's just different and that's all it's different but I wouldn't but call it, it doesn't always have to be different like so a lesser experience is what I'm saying is some it just depends yeah. on it's just technically not reading that's okay <laughs> okay no we're moving on we'll just agree to disagree okay. there right. okay well so I'm, I'm did... just into, I'm just look I look this is a this is two babes in a book right this is a podcast it's about reading it's about literature it's about English and I am passionate that it's important to like honor the English language and not to, you know, twist and change words to mean something they don't. So reading is reading, listening is listening and is what it is. So. Okay. So we will move on and just agree to disagree on that topic. It's just two different ways to consume information. Liz. And one's not better than the other. And I think they both are important ways to, I would say it, it depends. It depends who you are. If one's better than the other. But I, but I will say that I don't think there's much debate that there's, there's two different things happening, um, you know, from a cognitive. And that they're both considered reading. Okay. So, okay. So tell me about your quote that you picked out. Cause you seemed really excited about the quote right before we started recording. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) Please share. Can I share? It's it's kind of long, right? I feel like this is, is it the one that you sent a this picture. Is, I told of yeah. To me? So this I for me this is like the climax of the book, right? So this is yes. Um, there's still probably another fifty pages beyond this. Mm-hmm. I will say if there's um there's probably two things you want me you want me to dog on this book. You want me to tell me what takes us down. That this is totally not five range. Okay. Right. Um, it's probably the same thing that I didn't appreciate about Twilight, but the other way around, but I appreciate it more from this perspective, if you will. Okay. Right. Um, is, I mean, cause, oh gosh, she was so annoying in Twilight. 
Oh, she wouldn't shut up. She's just oh, kind of whiny. Just, oh, and it's fine. I have a teenage daughter. I get it. And whoever's like, hey, look, be real. Like the teenage daughter, there's sure it's your kid, but they can do annoying and whiny things. Right. And so this internal dialogue or internal monologue she always has is just exhausting. Right. And you've already kind of mentioned that about Edward. Right. Yes. How you don't, uh, I guess you don't, uh, you know, appreciate essentially the same, a similar type of thing that's occurring. Right. I totally agree with you. Right. Where it's like, okay, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult to deal with the pain of this temptation, essentially. Yeah. And there's this pain of this temptation and it's there all the time. Right. And so since you're in Edward's head this whole time, right, you, you get that all the time kind of occur. Right. Now I would say it's totally different. Right. Because her end of thing, again, it was more whiny. It was more self-centered. It was more, um, I just teen girly. Right. Um, as opposed to, to something like, anyway, yeah, I think that. Are you saying her whining was worse because she's a girl? No, no, no. I'm saying what she was whining about was more superficial than what he was whining about. We're not being sexist, right? I just want to make sure that. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> like she's feeling, it's her feeling sorry for herself as opposed to, as opposed to, uh, you know, him dealing with this painful situation, right? So, but anyway. That he always okay. that he always comments on, and it, it's okay. kind of over. It's overkill, so I totally agree with you. So um, you would that, agree that his thoughts were redundant. Th- his thoughts about that were redundant. Yes. yes. Okay. So that's Absolutely. one of the reasons why I gave the word for this book too. Okay, continue. But the theme of the book is not redundancy. I, agree. I don't know if there is a book out there that the theme's redundancy. Groundhog Day. Maybe the theme is redundancy, <laughs> and you have to break out of redundancy. But the um, but then the other thing too. Right. So I've got this. Uh, where do I have this? What do we got? It's about 50 more pages. I don't like it when books do this. Right. I feel like it was a slow wind down. Right. Um, yes. About, about I agree. 50 more pages. So I feel like because the quote and that then I'll the read, epilogue was pretty long. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the quote that I'll read is like, it's for me, it's kind of the climax of the book in a way. Um, and then, and then there's like a 50, 55 page wind down that's, it's kind of like, okay, we, we get it. Like we, the terrible situations already occurred. There's going to be some kind of relationship moving forward. Um, there's still questions out there, but we're just going to drone on uh, about where, you know, it, it was just, it was a little much. And maybe it's cause we all kind of know the story. I don't know, but I yeah, thought it's hard to tell. Yeah. If it's cause I we thought, know I thought how the wind down. down. I thought, I thought it was a, it, it kind of let you down. Cause you're like, Oh, is something else going to, is there going to be something else here? Uh, but there's not. <laughs> the, the story reaches its climax. It's just and then, Twilight. And, yeah. And then it's just a 50 page wind down of, oh, so and so's in Forks and her mom's in Arizona or whatever, whatever, you know? And uh, it's just kind of this thing. Yeah. She finally um, gets yeah, out of the hospital. Down, she so. goes to school. He pushes her in the wheelchair. He yeah. carries, he glares I, at people. I will say this. So they I think one of the reasons I like this. I, I will say that one of the reasons I, I think I like, I probably appreciate this more than you, like you watched the movie right before you read this book, right? Yeah. Or like while I was reading okay. this book, I so, started the so, first movie. 
Yeah, bad, bad, bad. I know. I bet you probably would have liked it more. Because here's my thing. I, I, there was a, uh, and it goes the other way too, right? I still remember the first book that I read and I was like determined to read it because everybody had read the book and the movie was coming out and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll jump on this bandwagon, right? It was the Da Vinci Code, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying I read this book like three days. I just blew through it. I'm like, whoa, it was awesome. And I was totally into it. I was in it, you know? Then I went and saw the movie and I was like, this movie sucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and did everybody you see the movie, every, like yeah, right after even I did. Book? Everybody was like, "Oh, the movie was great," and I'm like, "No, they left out like 17 important things, and the way it ended was terrible. The way it ended in the book was fantastic. They should have done the same as the book as they did in the movie." And I had all the, you know, it was it just it stunk, right? And so mm-hmm. I think you might have a little bit of that action going on. Where um, for me, Rachel even mentioned, I don't know if it was Mistborn or or what book she was talking about, where it's like, I think it was Mistborn, where it's like she forgot how it ended. <laughs> So it's it was crazy exciting that for sound. her. Yeah. Yes. And I'm telling you, and it was the same thing for me with this book. Cause I'm like, when I think about twilight, I think about like the whole series. I think about the Volteri. Cause that's for me. I mean, I think that's all that stuff's pretty dope. Right. The whole, the whole, like the mafia that kind of throws down the rules in Italy, the whole deal. Right. Uh-huh. So I really appreciated the back end like that. Those middle books were probably my favorite of the original series. Um, and if you were like, Hey, it's been 11 years. Hey, tell me just about the first book and how the first book ends. Uh, yeah, it's been over a decade. And so you've forgotten I know, I don't know. most of it. Yes. Exactly. And so when I read this, I, I didn't even know she got busted up, dude. Like I totally, I totally forgot. What? How did you yes. forget that? I'm telling you, no, but for me, when I think about the Twilight series and whole, like I said, I totally binged through the whole thing. Um, probably but forever uh, ago. Yeah. Probably, it's probably took me a month and a half and I binged through the whole series, right? And what four books i guess did you watch the movies the twilight movies when they yeah. came out but, but same again thing. that's been i probably watched i probably watched the twilight movies and you probably I, just I probably watched, watched it once exactly i watched the first twilight movie um right after i finished all the books and yeah sucked right i think in general the movie sucked like i've gone back and i'm like okay yeah the they got a sucked. little bit better as they went on i mean there's parts yeah yeah that, no no, no. the middle ones really yeah bad, once you but... once you bring in the volturi and other stuff the like the music first is one, great oh the first one's just awkward though the first movie come on it's like it's like really there's there, you're gonna have no we're gonna have no dialogue here there's not gonna explain any kind of plot it's just gonna be like looking at each other awkwardly and like weirdly into yeah no it was yeah it was terrible but anyway and again reasons, you made the mistake of watching it right after you binge right. read but anyway but for me i think that maybe that's why i have a feeling that you'd probably rate this higher if you totally fresh slated it kind of like i did a decade yes. later a decade I later feel bad you think for- about it as one piece of work I didn't even know, like, I didn't remember she got attacked and stuff. And so, like, once it started, like, getting crazy towards the, like, I remembered that these people showed up at the baseball game and there was some kind of beef, but I didn't realize it was, like, the, I can't the believe seeker, you forgot this, that. I know. But I, I, I watched yeah. the movie. I've seen the movie, like, three times, probably. So, um, yeah. and I, I watched know. them, like, a couple years ago and then obviously watched it while I was reading this book, which was, was like, a no-no. Hey, do you want my quote? You want my quote or what? Yeah, one more thought. I feel bad okay. for all the people that read the Twilight book in anticipation of Midnight Sun because there's got to be some people that read Twilight before Midnight Sun came out, right? Yeah, but I don't. Just for fun. But I don't know. If, but I don't know if I'd feel so bad for them. <laughs> no, no. Okay, look, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. okay, because I think I think the story from his perspective 
it is a, and I think that's why she wrote it besides the millions of dollars that she made. Um, I think that's one of the reasons she wrote it. Uh, and I think kind of her teenage sons probably had an influence on her in, in her writing this, but um, that which she didn't have at the time, but the, the, uh, I, I totally, and again, sure. You can say it's sexist, right? So from a dude's point of view, there are probably things I connect with more from this side of things, but the, um, yeah, it's more pages, but the whole backstory, cause you pick up the colons, like there's so much that happens in the colons family before Bella shows up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And all that stuff gets missed in the twilight book. So I all, know. all the crap that's happening in the colon family, which again, the, the whole, the whole vampire dynamic, that's the whole vampire dynamic. Um, and another thing I wish I, they would have gone more into that in this book. If they would have dived more into the colon like, family, it's like 600 pages of it in this book. I know. That's why I'm saying they could have spent a little bit more time with the colon clan coven rather. Yeah. Um, they, they touched on the colon family and that's, that was one of my favorite parts about this book is you get to know yeah. the colons more. Yes. From and you get to know, you know, the colons and you get to know a lot about their history, their background. Then, yeah. Their background. But not enough. Also, no, For 600 also, pages. <laughs> But the thing, but it's the dynamic amongst the family, like the relationship between Edward and um, what's her face? Alice. Alice. The the power of the relationship between Edward and Alice because of kind of their. Their superpowers. Their, I mean, he can read minds. She can sounds, see the future. We're not talking about a Marvel movie. They're gifts. Movie. What okay, they're gifts. gifts. I like that better. Gifts, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're added gifts, right? I just read um, Mistborn. Give me a break. Come on. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Those aren't superpowers. It's Alamancy. 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 <laughs> Magic. It's magic. No, oh, it's, I didn't say magic. It's not I magic. Said superpowers. It's, <laughs> it's the physics that exist on that world. Um, in the okay, but yes, they're gifts. I liked seeing that too. I liked We're seeing dorks. their relationships between. Yeah. But it's not just their relationship, but it's it's the power of where it's, and it's almost like, it's almost like when you're reading a book or watching a movie, like where there's like just a special idea that, that it's almost paradoxical in a way. Right. And you have a hard time grasping like time travel or like watching interstellar. Like for me, that whole deal with, with um, Alice's gift and Edward's gift and the way they play off of each other. For me, that was, she did a good job. She did a great job. I feel like communicating that where it was like, you know, it was, it was much more intellectual. It was, it was more difficult to follow than the original book. It wasn't just pure teeny bop, I guess you might say, which our mm-hmm. audience isn't necessarily pure teeny bop because it's a bunch of 30, older 30 women and a handful of men that are in their thirties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, such as yourself. No, but, but yeah, but no, it, I think it was a little, it was a little higher thought out and super, super cool. So. Yeah. But I anyway. really liked. So I, but in those, and there's none of that. There's none of that in twilight. Twilight, it's, it's all about Bella. It's, it's all about, all it's about, about Bella a teenager. And it's all about a teenager and a feelings in with on Edward's side of things. It's all about, um, you know, I feel like, again, I feel like this book's about selflessness and, and, and there's a, there's a depth and a wisdom that gets totally robbed from Edward in the movies and even a little bit in the other books. Dude's like a hundred years old. All right. He's wise. He is wise. And I think a lot of that with the colons and stuff comes through. Um, yes. and, uh, 
you know, which then kind of makes it a little creepy that she's like, what, 17 or whatever. But uh, yeah. And that's the thing is like, even though I liked seeing more of Edward's personality and um, hearing his inner thoughts, I mean, sometimes it was interesting. Sometimes it got annoying, but even though it was neat to see more of his personality, it still was a little creepy how he came into her room and how he was trying not to kill her. I don't know all these red flags and then she just didn't care. I mean, Bella is so accident prone on so many levels. I'm like, I don't care how attractive a man is or how electric oh, your energy is between no, each other. You're talking about a stupid There's gotta teenager. be some sort of hesitation or I mean, I'm gosh, wouldn't you hope that your daughters oh, would be smarter you than remember? this if they madly oh, absolutely. love? Like, absolutely. Even though they're madly me, in love with someone. But you're someone, telling me you if, were never. If that someone was trying not to kill them, like you'd think they would kind of have some sort of reserve yeah. no but reserve see, from bella right I was like come you, on but if you read but if you read twilight and you get so it into bella but if you read twilight and you get an insight into bella she never really believed that he would have you know what i mean where it's different reading this book because he knows that he would you know what i mean yeah you so, saw okay i really and did it's different like, so she can't she can't it's hard for her to conceptualize that like he tries to con- and, and that's why there's tells some tells you that there's I mean, some tells you redundancy. They're freaking. There's some redundancy, <laughs> right? There's some redundancy there where he 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 does. He keeps trying to tell her like, "Hey, it's not a good idea, right?" Um, because it's you know he expects her to leave, but she doesn't. But yeah, she's an impulsive teenager. Like, so I can I can buy into that. And yeah, you know, and she did do a good job because I did wonder like, how the heck is she gonna pass that one off? Creeper in the room, you know what I mean? Um. I know. And somehow she makes it less creepy. <laughs> I think, and I think the way that she makes it I less mean, creepy that, that it's like a 104 year old dude and a 17 year old young lady. <laughs> right. And part of that though, but one of the ways that I think she kind of, she kind of walks that line, right. Is that it's not about a hundred year old dude and a 17 year old girl. Right. It's about, a, it's about a human and it's about a completely different beast a vampire. That's, she makes that clear that he, he doesn't consider himself, you know, you know, there's, there's nothing human about him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He considers himself kind of more demon than human. Right. So yeah. it makes it less creepy that he's in her, her room. I, th- I think so. Well, not necessarily less creepy, but I think the relationship between them less creepy that, that it's, 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 it's a human demon. It's a human, human, non-human relationship. It's not your typical as a, human as opposed to, human relationship. as opposed to, you know, old human creeping on young human relationship. It's yeah, it's more. Well, that's true. And just, it helps that Edward it, looks very yeah, much like a 17 year old. Sure. Exactly. But she makes it more of a fantasy, right? So it's more of a, when I say fantasy, not like creepy fantasy, but like, um, <laughs> you know, more of a fantasy type premise novel to it as opposed to, as opposed to a human love story. Right. So yeah, I, I agree she, she pushes, she that. pushes it towards that edge of more fantastical as opposed, which is she asks you to make that leap. Yeah, exactly. Which, Mm -hmm. which is easier to do because you're in his world in, in the plot and everything gets established in his world, which, which again, I think there's so much for me, at least it was, I really enjoyed, I had no problem blowing through that stuff because it was all, it was all answered questions, if you will, or answered more like answered curiosities. There was never any like cliffhanger questions or anything, but it's more like answered curiosities. Mm. Okay. So I wanted to ask you earlier, who's your favorite? I thought you were going to ask Colin family. We're still, work, we're still, working we're still getting towards your quote. I know this is horrible. Right. Who's Emmett. your favorite? Who's your favorite Colin Emmett. family member? Emmett. Emmett. Baller. Baller. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to like Alice, right? Of course it's easy to like Emmett too. 
And so what's, what's, Al- like what's Alice's, like what's Alice's husband name? Who? Oh. What's Carlisle. No, dude. That's Esme. No, not Carlisle. Carlisle's dad figure, father figure. Alice's Alice's uh homeboy. Oh, Jasper. Jasper, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna so, say Jasper is my favorite. I was gonna say Jasper see Jasper's a little sleeper, right? Because in, in the other book, you you get more Jasper's of Jasper kinda, in this book. Yeah, because he's kind of like standoffish, doesn't have very good self-control, so he backs himself away all the time. And you're like Jasper, he's withdrawn you know, and mysterious. Withdrawn. Yes. And you learn more about Jasper, and you're like, okay, Jasper's solid, dude. Like, and you learn about solid. his past a little bit and how him and Alice met. I liked that. I liked seeing him and Alice's relationship. And I loved how Jasper I Alice, reached Alice up is, and touched the back of Edward's yeah. neck. Do you remember that in the car scene? Because mm-hmm. Edward was about to lose his crap, dude. Yeah, in the car. Right. And because he's like, we're Bella's going to die. Because they could see into the yeah. future oh, see, that see, Bella's you, blood okay, is everywhere. You can't tell me that's not cool. So he's, I'm telling you, so because it's not that just like. That was my favorite scene yes, when we were in it's the not, car. I but know. That scene, but it was more than that because it was like, it was this whole manhunt chase because during this whole thing that's happening, Edward can see what Alice sees and all the different intertwining webs of what so might he's happen. trying to drive. Yes. But it reminds, you know what it reminds me of? shifting her future visions to the road instead of Bella. But they right. keep like blipping back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm telling and you. And yeah. Jasper so, reaches his hand and like touches and, um, Edward, okay. and he like. And that whole premise. Him. That, see, a soother. If, yes. Okay. That whole premise. She's he's a soother. <laughs> <laughs> Enter in Miss Bourne. Right. So <laughs> no, but it's no, but the whole. But like I said, I I totally dig the whole premise, and and like I said, it was much more it was a much more heady book than like Twilight, which is fine because she's writing for people that are 15 years older. Um, and just, yeah, all that dynamic, again, the dynamic between Alice and Edward, I think is like, I think that's what I would have been disappointed if that wasn't so cool and it was so cool. Yeah. But a 650 page book and there's like one super cool, exciting scene. (laughs) No, it's not a scene. It's, it's, I'm saying it's the relationship between them that occurred throughout the movie. And it was super cool. Yes. In that one take, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I guess a good comparison is like um, what's the Marvel movie where they have the war and Dr. Strange runs through all the scenarios in which he's like, yeah, we lose like every time. Oh, it was like one in (laughs) 1 million chance or something. Right. And so I feel like she's, she's having to do that over and over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. And and he can like see her do it. Anyway, it's super cool. Kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see. And then, and they can play off each other. They can play off each other because it's like, he'll change his mind and he'll decide to do something else. And immediately when he decides to do something else, then the future shifts, the future shifts for Alice. And so it, like they play off each other super well. It's super cool. Yeah. And like, I also liked the end where um, Alice covers up the story or she, you know, provides the evidence for the story that they give the family about how Bella got hurt. Yeah. Alice replays it in detail. And uh-huh. then it goes back to the present. And then Edward's saying, okay, now we get to actually do it. Yep. That no, was kind of neat. Yeah. It's super cool. Because they it's, jumped it's, back and forth. Like oh, that. yeah. And it, it's even, and I think they represented that even when like Alice went to go get the keys. Like when she's like, oh, she, I, they have to go get, they have to go get, uh, uh, what's your face's truck? Um, Bella's Bella, truck. They have to go get Bella's truck. And it's like, oh, can you get in the house? And she's like, she runs through scenarios in her head to figure out where the keys are. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. Mm, no, because that takes me 25 minutes to find the keys. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. And she runs through the scenarios in her head like five or six times until the point where it's like, she knows where to enter the house. She knows where to go to get the keys and she's out. 
Yeah, you know? she is genius. Okay, before I forget, mm-hmm, she is. Stephanie Meyer's website. I went on there just to check it out and to see if Fan she was going to write. That's right. She has she has her own producing company, like her own video making company. I said yeah. that wrong. Filmmaking company, mm-hmm. film company, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so she has many videos, like these short video clips of the side characters, the Colin family members. And yeah. I need to go through and watch some more. I didn't have time when I discovered it, but they have videos of Alice and her background and oh, her okay, parents. Sorry. That was cool. Do, okay. Have you seen those? No, but the, I haven't seen those, but the things you find out about Alice as it goes along in the end, that was kind of like a twist at the end. Okay. So this is the spoiler at the end. Do you okay. remember the spoiler uh, about she, Alice at the end? It? I don't know if she's talking about it. Okay. So if you haven't read Midnight Sun, this is a spoiler. Okay. So I didn't know James forever ago was went after alice do you yeah. remember that in midnight sun do you remember th- that they revealed that yes that they there revealed was a personal that. connection there was a personal from, connection and it was like alice mm-hmm. yeah so alice was he was tracking alice and then somebody made alice a vampire and yes. he couldn't get her because someone made her a vampire and Correct. i they they didn't we didn't know that at all from twilight so that was kind of cool that little but reveal. there was oh but i don't also, know what but, they're gonna do with but before that, they kill but before they kill the dude he reveals a little bit about the dude that made her a vampire doesn't he yeah but what did he say it was nothing very specific it was very vague that's why i'm interested to watch those but it short was, clips yeah about but it, it was enough it was enough that like alice at least learned something about herself because everybody else that gets turned into a vampire they like know the person that turns into a vampire alice just wakes up alone oh that's right and they mentioned Done. that in midnight sun um uh yeah mm-hmm. i don't think they said much she, about she talks about she's yeah anyway she sees jasper it, it's good stuff Read the and book. so yeah uh, i wanted I to hear more about awesome. how she her and jasper met three. i mean i guess they talked about it um can you oh, hear there's, me there's like two or three more books there's two or three more books i can hear you can you hear me do you think she's gonna write the other books from edward's perspective do you think she'll keep going uh, if the publisher pays her like a million bucks, yeah. Because I and couldn't she, find I, she any probably, info that probably... she was going to write more, but you'd think she would. Yeah. I mean, I like hearing the uh, new information little... from his perspective. I just feel like yeah. too much of this book yeah. was the w- was not new information. So my favorite parts no, of the book the majority, are no, learning the, more the, about the, the colon. The majority, the majority of this book was new information. That's why it's 600 pages long. Because it has the other book within it. But the majority of these pages are new information. I wouldn't say majority. I would say some. I'd say 57%. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> um, including before... my quote, including my quote that I picked. Yeah, that's Not new in information Twilight. too. I mean, he just didn't oh, go. So he good. wasn't apart from Bella that much. The one, the book that's going to be very different. The majority of the book is going to be different is the second one. Because he's gone most of the book. Do you remember that? Awesome. Where she is yeah, really whiny she's right, man. and she, depressed. I'm she's right this stuff. And we don't so, have to hear about any of it. And then we could do yeah, more yeah. episodes talking about And she's about hanging it. out with Jacob. That's the other great thing, dude. There was barely any Jacob in this. Jacob was just like a little little side little side. He was a youngin. He came we in. Barely, we ran into him like two or three times. All just, thing, like, if you think just about, like with Twilight. Just like with the movie, too. He had the yeah, same exact like, Well, with Twilight. How many times did, yeah, how many times did Edward engage with Jacob? Just a handful of times. But I liked seeing Same Edward's thing. thoughts about Jacob because he said that Jacob had just like um, 
this kindness about him or innocence or purity. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? Edward kind of, he was still jealous. He was still I jealous. Mean, of still Jacob, jealous. He did. He Jacob did, thought Bella he was did pretty, recognize, but he recognized yeah, that he, he was did a good recognize kid. Jacob's, yeah, he did. Cause that is his future <laughs> son-in-law. So <laughs> oh, stop it. You remember spoiler, that, right? Spoiler. 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 <laughs> of course, whoever's listening is like, how could that be? I have to read all these books. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. But that's cool that Emmett was your favorite. Sorry. I'm ping-ponging back to Emmett. I really liked how it showed Emmett's attachment. Emmett's just a ball. Not attachment. Yeah. he. I liked how it showed him bonding with Bella and how he became, they were all really protective over Bella and Well, I think that's kind of part of his, that's part of his, like his gift, right? Except for Rosalie. Well, oh, yeah. she's a she's a bee, dude. She's such a bee. Mm-hmm. She's a bee. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's a bee. <laughs> Come on, for real. But Emmett, not so much. Emmett, like before, yeah, Emmett is fun. Before you sort of thought that about Rosalie, right? But then when you actually are able to see inside her head, you're like, oh, this lady's the worst. She still is so mean. She's just as mean as you are she's seeing inside worst. your head. And for the but reasons, she's so bitter. I mean, can you blame? She went through a horrible yeah, experience. She's yeah, yeah she's got some baggage okay I, she does have, okay you're right she does have baggage so we can but i think and it's not there right so because there's a relationship that develops between rosalie and bella if i remember um because there will be some sort of empathy and a protect a protectiveness i guess that rosalie has for bella because she cherishes bella's mortality if you will yes i think their relationship and that's, and that's evolves it. and gets Is, better and that's it everything else she hates <laughs> So, yeah, she was so bitter and mean. You could that really came out in this book for sure through worst. Edward's perspective. She's the worst. Did this book make you want to read? I mean, watch the movies again? Um, or not? Maybe. Not really. I mean, that was I. I, mean, I still. You just didn't really like the movies, huh? No, I liked them when when you got into the Volteri. I'm a Dakota Fanning fan. She's such a dang good actress. She right? is really creepy. She's so baller creepy in that movie. <laughs> like you're like, okay, oh, mediocre acting, the, mediocre the, acting, and then Dakota Fanning shows up as part of the Volteri, and you're like, oh, oh dang, bro. oh snap. This yeah, this is like I'm. Look, I know this is like a teeny bopper book, but I'm kind of scared right now. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of yeah, her red eyes. Well, I guess they all oh, have red eyes, a, yeah. but there's something no, about her but eyes. She's like, yeah, she's super evil. Yeah, so she's a good um, actress. On Stephanie Meyer's website, they have a video clip about. Oh my gosh, what's her name? You just said her name. Dakota Fanning. Yes, but what's her character? Jane. She's oh, Jane in the book and the movie. Ago. Anyways, Dakota Fanning's character, she has a backstory about that character on there that I'm excited to watch. And what? She's like 5,000 years old or something? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Kind of wish I would have watched it. Yeah, but that's kind of a type like of spoiler. Old, you know what I'm saying? So if people want to learn more about the Cullens and the characters Spoiler. from the Twilight series, you can go yeah. to see. That's Meyer's my jam. I, that's my that's website. my favorite thing from the whole Twilight. Yeah, that's my favorite thing from the whole Twilight series was, you know, the backstory, um, you know, and you mix in the werewolves and the, you know they're kind of the antithesis of the. Anyway, there's there's kind of a juxtaposition there going on, which is great. So okay, before anyway. I say this next thing, I know this is going to seem random, but this is connected. Which do you think? I, well, I think I know what you're going to say. Which series is better, Divergent or Twilight? You um, read Divergent, like right? Apples. I mean, that was around apples the same time oranges. period. Apples Forget Divergent, oranges. dude. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Really? I yes. thought you were going to say Divergent. No. I was going to say, look, look, we need to 11 read. 11 twelfths of Divergent is great. 
The ending of that book 11, sucks. I no, know. No, don't say it's, it. It's, it's a big spoiler. It's the worst. It's the worst. I know. Yeah, when you were like, you posted that thing of like, what's better? Um, Hunger Games or Divergent? Hunger Games or Divergent? Hunger Games. Easy, Yeah, dude. most people said Hunger Games. But interesting, if you take the first book of Hunger Games and the first book of the Divergent series, Divergent, Ooh. I think Divergent is better. No. But then it kind of just gets worse. Okay. It's, so it's, much, it's much closer. It's much closer on those. It, but it's the, closer. The last... The second book's even good, but the last book of Divergent. Totally blows it. Are you kidding me, dude? It's the worst. I know. And I I found out they didn't even make a movie for the last part of the last book. That's how that's why that's how bad it was. Anyways, did you know that they have books or that Veronica Roth wrote like some smallish books from four's perspective? That would be Who's interesting that? to read. Four, Tris and Four. He's the love interest. Oh, he's that. He's the he's the tough. Oh, yeah. The See, now we're getting into the rage. Trainer. Now we're getting into the Liz and Rage stuff. Oh, the love interest. Oh, oh it's all about the love interest um, sometimes. I mean, Edward's the love interest oh for gosh. Bella. It connects. Uh, and it's a, from a man's perspective. I'm saying I'd be way more excited uh, to read about Four. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well I'd be more interested to learn about his backstory, like where he comes from and stuff. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that one's been a long time ago. Yeah, I, I can't pull that stuff up. And Hunger Games. Yeah, like, you're like, who's four? <laughs> it's like, come yeah, on, Hunger four. Games, I'm good. I, I, I watched that with my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves four. Well, you, I thought you said Thor. I was like, I know. Thor. Yeah, not but not yeah, the Thor, god of thunder, so. but Triss's bow. He's dope too. Okay, Liz before we do your quote, interest. is there anything else? Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we touched on the most important things that I feel like are kind of unique about this book and why I would, I would debate it. or argue of, of why it's at least worth a shot. Yeah, man. I just think, you know, if you, now, if you're just kind of sappy and you just love a good love story and they happens to be a vampire, so that's cool. Then yeah, you might not appreciate it. But for me, I appreciate it because my favorite part of those books was the dynamic of um, the Covens and the, um, just that whole world and the whole thing like going the vampire on. vampire world. Yeah, and just and just his perspective. I mean, it's yeah, you're getting you're getting the perspective of the demon, not the human, which is again, it's totally much more fantastical, which is why I think she can make that jump into more of a fantasy book. Um, you know, a fantasy book with a love interest as opposed to, you know, a teen a teenager with some crazy vampire in her high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just yeah, nice to switch it up with the perspectives. I can see that. And I do have to admit, and, I mean, and, I, I do agree dude, with you that my yeah. rating would be higher maybe one point higher if i hadn't have watched the dang movie <laughs> shouldn't have watched the movie okay so this is your sign 10 years from now james you have to come back and reread midnight or Sun. i'm gonna listen to the audiobook just to spite you <laughs> <sighs> well it'll be a lesser experience i can promise you that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what if the voice is just an amazing voice for edward it could be really good i'm edward <laughs> Bella. Blah 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 blah. I don't say blah blah blah. Oh. Come on, Transylvania, nothing, Liz. Gosh. But yeah, I no, I that's think, a good I think, one. Like I said, I think I'm just making I'm just thinking yeah. and making sure I said all the important things I wanted to say about yeah. this book. I think so. I think you know, I think it's yeah, I already mentioned the you know, you get a lot of the colons, which is great. It's much more of a fantasy read with you get the background of vampires, which is dope. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I, I dig it. 
Yeah, the Alice. I, the, the coolest thing about the book is the Alice and Edward dynamic. Easy. Super cool. Yeah, especially near the end. Gets real yeah. hyped up. Yep. And then and the then just the involvement. I mean, kind of like we mentioned, Jasper. And get more of Jasper. Get more of Emmett. You learn to hate that lady more. Rosalie. Rosalie. She's the What's worst. her face? Um, oh, but then, but even then, Carlisle and Esme are dope, you know? I know. I like all of the colons. I mean, yeah. Even Rosalie sometimes, I guess. She's just really spunky and she's strong spirited. Oh um, they're all just great. Really she's like absolutely colons. 100% self centered. She's <laughs> self centered and she's vain. She's like a Kardashian. That's what she is. If a Kardashian was turned into a vampire, that's what she would be. Oh, that was interesting. We learned this is something we learned from Midnight Sun that Rosalie joined the coven after Edward and she was specifically chosen to be Edward's mate. Yes, I believe. Do you remember that? Edward did mention that to Bell and Twilight. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. She wasn't sure if she was supposed to be jealous of her or not. Okay, I forgot about that. So I was surprised. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. And obviously uh, they didn't jive well together. They didn't. And she well. found Emmett and she rescued him from the bear. We did learn that this book, right? Yes. Emmett's Emmett story. So how much of a baller is Emmett if he's wrestling a freaking a bear? Freak, he's wrestling a bear. That's how he dies. He dies by wrestling a bear. It's like Davy Crockett becomes a vampire. And she saves him, right? Yeah. Baller. Actually, I think Carlisle saves him, right? She brings him to Carlisle and Carlisle saves him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, makes him a vampire. But she I was going to eat him. She didn't, you know, a lot of these people have a hard time. Not she really didn't want it. She, she fell in love with him. I think just watching him fight with the bear or something. There's, it was kind of love at first sight with Emmett. So she's like, please, yeah. Carlisle, turn she's, him into a vampire. So was, I can be was, with him she was creep- Yeah. She was, she was creeping on him. Yeah. She's yeah. creeping on him in the woods a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, Emmett's yeah. He's, 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 I like Emmett, you know, cause he's, he, I mean, he's a dude, right? I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a protector and he's, He's fun. Um, he's just he has ra- a good he's, sense of he's humor. Rascally. He's rascally. Yeah, he's just a he's just a rascally dude, and he's fun. He's yeah, easy, easy, easy going. You know, these vampires seem pretty uptight sometimes. Uh, yeah, so. especially Edward and Rosalie. Okay, let's get to your quote. Finally, it took us forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you asked me about my quote. Maybe I should give it to you. Let's so. get to that. Yeah. All right. Do you have a quote? No, I already told no, you. My my quote. Your my quote, quote is, is my quote. My quote is so long that uh, it'll, let's so see if it'll I can be hold like this for mic. the both of us. This works. Yep. Okay. This is going to be long. So let's bear with us here. Buckle because, up, everyone. Yeah. Buckle up. Okay. Because, yeah, this is like tears while I'm sitting on the toilet. That's how good this is. Did you really tear up? I'm, I think I did. I did. Wow. Because I, I get this. On the I toilet. Get, <laughs> I get this. Okay. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I get this when I'm done. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. This okay. is going to be heartfelt. We're going to end on a heartfelt Yeah, note. I get this. Okay. You ready? Actually, I'm, I'm going to read about a page. How it's many pauses can you do to just make this more suspenseful? Wow. I don't think it's a suspenseful part. Again, I, <laughs> I feel like this is the, the climax of the book here. <sighs> okay. <laughs> None of that seemed relevant now because it was my fault, everything she had suffered. I stared out the high windows across from me, watching the black night slowly give way to the pale gray sky. And then I did something that I hadn't done in a century. Curled there in a ball on the floor, motionless with agony, I prayed. I didn't pray to my God. 
I'd always instinctively known that there was no deity for my kind. It made no sense for immortals to have a god. We had taken ourselves out of any god's out of any god's power. We created our lives, and the only power strong enough to take them away again was another like us. Earthquakes couldn't crush us, floods couldn't drown us, fires were too slow to catch us. Sulfur and brimstone were irrelevant. We were the gods of our own alternate universe. Instead, or inside the mortal world, but over it, never slaves to its laws, only our own. There was no God that I belonged to, no one for me to supplicate. Carlyle had different ideas, and maybe, just maybe, an exception could be made for someone like him, but I wasn't like him. I was stained like all the rest of our kind. Instead, I prayed to her God. Because if there was some higher benevolent power in her universe, then surely, surely he or she or it would have to be concerned about this, about this bravest and kindest daughter. If not, there was really no purpose to any such entity. I had to believe that she mattered to that distant God, if one existed at all. So I prayed to her God for the strength that I would need. I knew I wasn't strong enough in it. I wasn't strong enough in myself. The power would have to come from the outside. With perfect clarity, I recalled Alice's visions of Bella abandoned, her bleak, shadowed, empty hollow face, her pain and her nightmares. I'd never been able to imagine my resolve, not breaking, not caving to the knowledge of her grief. I couldn't imagine it now, but I would have to do it. I had to learn the strength. I prayed to her God with all the anguish of my damned lost soul that he or she or it would help me protect Bella from myself. So that's the quote. Did you get a little emotional? You do. I'm okay? telling you, I'm telling you when I, when I first read it, I'm, it was, I feel like the, uh, cause I, I feel like it encapsulates the theme of the book selflessness right mm -hmm. yes. um perfectly but then it also encapsulates i think what the author <coughs> stephanie myers i think what she uh what i think she successfully did in because in twilight it was again it was, a, it was a girl seeing a guy and yes he was different but he was just a guy that i loved whatever he was different right Mm -hmm. But this, you know, it was like, no, like he's really different. And in many this ways, this is how different he is. And there's some, and there's some darkness about that. Right. And some I think heavy stuff, some heavy stuff. And so in that, in that uh, so much so that he kind of gets it and I cannot, and as a reader, it's kind of easy to agree with him. Right. That for him and his kind, right. There is no death right? There is no God. There is no deity for him. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But for Bella, maybe. And if there is a maybe, then I'll pray to that God on her behalf. Right. Cause that's, that's how much he loved that's, her and wanted that's her. That's how selfless he is. Yeah. That's how much he loves her. That's how selfless he is. Um, that even though there might not be a God for him, um, there might be a God for her. Um, and if so, 
he's selfless enough and he's desperate enough to supplicate to that God on her behalf. Yes. Ben took a picture of this page and sent it to me and said, look what you're missing out. Look what you're missing out on. So you got to read the book. <laughs> you got to finish the book, Liz. <sighs> you got to finish the book. So, And I did. Good job. So proud I'm proud of, proud of myself. You. Did it for you. Did it for two All babes right. in a book. Yep. But I think, and I think that that's why sure we can go with the, we can go with the, the man, the, the, uh, you know, the man character that I, I can sure I can relate to, I guess a little bit, but especially <laughs> in that, especially in that essence at the end, because, you know, I think when there's a woman that you love and you you're thinking about perfect. your wifey and how much you and love her and what you would do for her. You might feel inadequate and there can be, there can be so much wrong with me and my imperfections. Um, but it doesn't take away. I would do anything even though I'm this, you know, damaged individual, I would still do anything to make sure that she's happy and that she's protected and taken care of. So, oh, so that just really hit home for you and you loved that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing your Now quotes. our brother's going to listen to this and be like, Ben thinks he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for showing us so, your sensitive side. No, I know I'm not I a vampire. Really, yes. Disclaimer. That's good stuff. Ben though. is no, not this a vampire, is good. This is good but he relates to one. He really connected. He resonated with oh my Edward gosh. and Emmett, Colin. Well, anybody, and the that, anybody that truly sits down in a quiet place and reads the words with their eyeballs. On Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> with their I, think they'll, I think they'll find some type of connection so anyway or thanks for having while me you're folding laundry for all your family and you're just immersed into in the spoken word thinking, which is english about the other 17 things you have to do that day not always sometimes you can just empty your mind and get lost in the fictional world as you get some other stuff done as a busy mom that's what and word. that's pretty awesome that's all right office, that's what office that's what office reruns are for or Parks and Rec reruns. Go watch the one about the Twilight. <laughs> That's will not right. Be disappointed. Okay. Is that in the first season? I'm going to have to find that. I feel like I've seen. Oh, no. It's like three or season three or four. I don't know. Okay. Just look I got to keep watching Parks, Parks, and Parks and Rec. Twilight, Twilight episode. It'll pop up. Okay. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ben, for joining me today. That was oh, you a bet. Lot it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure to be the fill-in bro for the babe. So. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure to comment on our Instagram, two babes in a book, and let us know your thoughts about Midnight Sun and whether you're team Ben or team Liz, team Edward or team Jacob, just let us know. We'd love to have some conversation with you guys. (laughs) And remember, in the words of Holbrook Jackson, never put off till tomorrow, the book you can read today. Thanks y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book. Yeah. Yeah.